Welcome to Tech Sports Deck. Today is September 20th. My name is Zach Thomas. I'm the host. I'm alongside Matt Miller and Caleb Riley. How are you guys today? Good. Doing good. Sounds How are good. you doing? I'm good. How about you guys? Well, I already asked you that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, obviously, my name is Zachary Thomas. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at ky.zach underscore. Uh, would you like to plug your socials, Matt? Uh, sure. Well, uh, I'll say my Instagram. It's uh, Matt underscore Miller 2001. I won't say Snap yet, but Instagram is that. Caleb, how about you? My Instagram follows as the dot Klebian, um, and then my Twitter is also the Klebian, but without the dot. You might want to say how you spell that. It's a little. Okay, so it's T-H-E-C-L-E-B-I-A-N. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, this pod- podcast will be about all things sports, but also personal stuff with us. Not too deep. I don't like you guys like that. Um, it'll be We're all Kentucky fans right here, this three. Hopefully we add more people. But we'll talk football, basketball, NFL, pros, college, all that good stuff. Uh, and yeah, do you guys have anything you'd like to say about that? I'm excited. Excited as well. I can hear Good that one too. So first, we'll go around. I'll start with you, Matt. Uh, if you'd like to say anything about yourself that some people would like to know or anything like that. Well, I mean, first off, I would want to say like this podcast in general that we we had a big part in listening to Kentucky Sports Radio, and that that, that influenced us to do this podcast. Yes, shout out but, to Matt Jones and all of them over there. They're great guys. Yeah, if they, if they ever in the world listen to this, but uh, yeah, we listen to them every day. It, it gave us the inspiration to make this podcast. But I mean, I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I'm nine, I'm 20, 20 years age, twenty, and uh, pretty pretty young. But um, I'm a long time Kentucky fan. So living in Louisville, it's been a rivalry. But me, Zach, Caleb, probably three biggest Kentucky fans I know besides my dad of course but other than that I'm excited so Caleb you also of course born in Louisville as you just said um grew up in the city of Louisville meaning that you know there's more Louisville fans than Kentucky fans um but you know I've always tried to not be a toxic Kentucky fan and finally here lately in the last uh, I'd say <laughs> about five six years we've been pretty good at football so that adds to the rivalry, which has been really exciting. And, you know, like like Matt said, I've grown up since the day I was born almost as a Kentucky fan. And it's it's been a it's been a hell of a 20 years of being a Kentucky fan, seeing, you know, buzzer beaters, missed field goals that almost gave us wins. It's been a roller coaster in terms heartbreaks. of yeah, heartbreaks. Yeah, <laughs> been a roller coaster as a Kentucky fan in terms of uh, basketball and football. All right, well. As I said, I'm Zach Thomas. I'm also born and raised in Louisville. Uh, like Caleb said, a lot of Louisville fans, not as many Kentucky fans. But uh, I will go out and say that since I've came out of the womb, I've probably had blue on me. <laughs> uh, diehard Kentucky fan. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it, the blood, is, I bleed blue. And that's as much as it gets down to. It's just... Kentucky has always, always been my like my hardest rooting for team. I always root for them the hardest. Uh, cried over losses as a kid. Yep, and, yep. And 
yeah, that is basically it. They got to As a kid, I, cry, I cried when uh, we missed that field goal against Florida when we almost beat them the first time. Ah, yes, that was, that was a heartbreak. But, anyways, speaking of Kentucky football, we are three weeks in. Uh, we've missed the first two weeks, so we'll recap on those really fast. So, first week, we opened against UNL Monroe. How do you think we did there, Caleb? I think, I mean, you know, we did great for a team that, I I believe they are D1. Um, Yes, they are. Okay, so, I think we did great in that game, UNL Monroe. They they probably came in, I think their coach, you said, came in and said that they more than likely were not going to win that game. So, you're going... You're going in that game. They're going in that game expecting to lose, which as a coach, you're not supposed to say that's a terrible thing you say to your well, players. I mean, the the, first, the preseason, before all of that, the big question was quarterback, right? Right. Like, yes. That, that was, we, we, we figured out. Penn State, Will Levis. He's the man, um, I'm telling you. 367. Man, is definitely the man. Um, and then, like, you know, you see his one INT, which was our first play of the game. Um, right off Josh Ali's hands, which I will say, Josh Ali came, um, he's gone as a Kentucky player, not having a quarterback that can throw the ball like Will Levis has. So that one INT, I'd scratch off the board. It was a little behind him, too. I mean, you can't just blame Josh, but... I wouldn't say that he hasn't had a quarterback to throw him the ball. We love Terry. Terry was great. Yeah, I think Eddie Grand held him back a lot. 100%. And we didn't get to air it out like Terry might have or could have. You also have Benny Snell. Yeah, you yep, also have nope, Benny yep. Snell back there. And Chris Rodriguez, the best running back in the SEC, I would say. I also think, though, that Will throws a, a, a spiral and just a mean fastball way harder than Terry would. Like, that first throw was a that was a missile. And, yeah, it was behind him, which, we you know, there was a little bit of wind, so you might say it could have been the wind. But... That was a missile of a throw, and if I'm Josh Ali, I'm not expecting it on the first throw either. Matt, like yeah, said, uh, question, <laughs> questions at the quarterback position were they answered against you and Monroe? Uh, against Monroe, yeah. I mean, Will Levis, Bo Allen had a little time in there in a, the second half. I don't know what quarter he came in. I forgot, but I mean, Will Levis is a quarterback. He's everything you would want in a quarterback, especially for Kentucky wise. I mean, we had. Terry Wilson, Patrick Tolles, them. Steven Johnson. Yeah, see, I mean, Steven Johnson before Terry Wilson. But, like, cool lettuce, man. I mean, uh, did y'all see the 50-yard the pass he did on his knees before? His knees. Oh, oh man. That was pretty impressive. Uh, he, he's probably, I mean, he, he's from Penn State. He didn't really play at Penn State a lot. But when he did play, he was, he was used as a running back. Like, not a running back, but a running quarterback. Yeah. And he finally gets to shine in Kentucky. I mean, going from Penn State, I mean, they're, they're really good this year. I don't know, feel bad, but we're really good, too. So he, he gets his time to shine. And, of yep, course, Penn. he has two amazing wide receivers to throw it to. And Wandell Robinson and Josh Ali, of course, everybody else. But. I believe Penn State started 0-4 last year, though, in the 2020 year. I believe they started 0-4, so I mean, they, they, they're they, they not weren't, a come-up. But I'm talking about they're top ten right now. Oh they? yeah, yeah, they're they're great right now. He's got a huge win over Auburn. That might have been the best atmosphere at Penn State I've ever seen. That was crazy. All oh, the wide open games. Penn State this year. If you would have stayed though, you said you don't think he would have. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know who their quarterback is, but he might have. I mean, other than that, 
he threw the one interception, but what we were looking for with a quarterback, we didn't really have is a passing game. And he right. threw two 50-yard passes in the first half. Uh, uh, that's the first. We don't see that in Kentucky football. No, we do I mean, in the past couple of years, that's the first time we've had a pass thrown over 50 <laughs> yards twice and a half than the past two years combined. I mean, it was as a Kentucky fan, it was great to see the ball getting flown in there. I can't agree with that. That was uh, since I was a, a kid. You know, I have not really seen the ball get aired out like that. You know, the, a lot of Kentucky fans say the last guy to do it like that was Andre Woodson, and I was only five. You know, when he was playing, I wasn't I didn't know what was going on really. That two thousand eight. Right. I think it was. I'm Just watch sure. that game. Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, we'll go ahead and move on from the great season opener against UNL Monroe. That was pretty impressive. We'll go. We, to... we, we only talked about Will Levis, though. I mean, we, we didn't oh, you want to talk about. Oh, my bad, my bad. Okay, okay, okay. So, like Chris Rodriguez, right? I mean, he Chris had 125 Rodriguez. yards and one he, touchdown, too. He was pretty good that game, especially a game where we threw for over uh, 350 passing yards. And uh, John, Will Levis didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Did not. Nope. He was taken out, yeah. So, in a game but, where, even though it's you and all Monroe and all that good stuff, in a game where you can throw for 350-plus yards and run for 100-plus yards, it's pretty impressive, no matter who you're playing. But Wandell Robinson, I think he looked great. What do you guys think, Matt? 125 yards on five receptions. I mean, his average was 25 with two touchdowns. It, coming from – he came from Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. He, he – we, we we like to joke around and be like, oh, he's a Heisman contender and stuff like that. But when with quarterbacks in Alabama, it's not going to happen. But Wandale is – Josh was their only wide receiver last year, really. They caught the ball. And having alongside Wandale Robinson, it's a, it's a dangerous duo. And, of course, you bring in Isaiah Epps and our boy Tay-Tay and Dingle and all of them, Justin Rigg, Brennan Bates. I mean, it – it's a dangerous wide receiver core and catching core and all of that, but Josh Ali and Wondell both combined for 136 and 125. That's two of your biggest wide receivers going for 100-plus yards in the first game. I mean, you can't ask for better than that, really. You really can't. And, uh, Caleb, I'd like to get your, your thoughts on the, the defensive side in that game against you and Monroe. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I love our defense. Our defense has been great the last like four, four or five years. I feel like, um, and then you go into like your season opener against you know Yule Monroe. Like I've said before, their coach said we're not going to win this game. But like you know, your defense goes in and doesn't take it for granted. They played an amazing game. They allowed less than a hundred yards. Um, there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be seven points on that scoreboard had we not turned the ball over the uh, on the first possession. I feel like. Because, like, you and Monroe, I don't know how many first downs they got, but there wasn't many. Like I said, they under 100 yards. 12. 12 first downs? Yeah. Okay, that's that, that's actually more first downs than I expected for a team that didn't get over 100 yards. Like, it felt like they didn't get past the 50-yard line, except for when they scored well, the first time. The, the point to me was they did that, but we tackled them for loss so many times. Oh, yeah, right. Their, their yards went down. Right. That is also true. But like I said, like, you know, your first game gets a team that, you know, they didn't overlook them. They didn't let them run the ball on them. They didn't let them throw, like, 30, 40-yard bombs because you were, like, not not preparing yourself for a team that you think would win the game. 
My biggest concern, I would say, with the defense is probably going to be the pass rush. I haven't seen, in all three of the games, I haven't seen them really get to the quarterback yet. I mean, we had the, the huge sack against Missouri, but, I mean, this is the first one of the game, too, when that happened. Well, but, I think it's we we get quarterback pressure, we just don't finish it. Like we, I see us get back there. I see us close in on the quarterback. We just don't finish. It was ULM, but we did have six sacks against them in the first game. And, I mean, Josh Pascal, he had six tackles. Jordan Wright had five tackles. DeAndre Square had four. Well, I mean, everybody – we played good defensive-wise attacking the quarterback in the first game. It was just when – I mean, it's – Louisiana Monroe, you can't ask much, but when you get into the, the next two games, that's when it becomes a problem when they face really good defenses. Well, I was going um, off. I was going off, off. Eh, I was also going off what Zach said about the. It's been the whole three games. He hasn't really seen much pass rush, but that's where that's where I was going with. Like it's throughout the three games, we get back there, we just don't finish it. Like I think the QB pressure's there, and it's just we don't finish it out on the statistics with sacks or you know like a quarterback tackle for a loss that they decided to run. All right, well, we'll go ahead and move on to the Missouri game. Uh, close game. Should have been a blowout. Uh, you know, we had them beat at half. We fumbled on the goal line. Chris Rodriguez uh, ended up going into halftime. What was it, 14-21 to 21 at half? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so went in 14-21 at half. Could have been 28-7. to 7. It's crazy how one fumble changed the, changed the whole layout of the game. How do you feel that about that whole situation, Caleb? So, like, like you said, we could have been up twenty-eight-seven at half had not that fumble at the goal line, which that that was it was really tough. March down the field, we're we're laying it on them up twenty-one-seven, about to make it twenty-eight-seven, which to me I feel like demoralizes a team. Like, yeah, you're gonna go into halftime down twenty-eight-seven. Your coach is gonna talk to you like the game's not over, you know, like a normal coach would. Everything that he would say. But with the atmosphere that was going on in Lexington and being, if we were to be up 28-7, I just don't see Missouri coming back through that because I see our defense stepping up, keeping Missouri down and everything. But, you know, it went into halftime, said 28-7 to 21-14, like you said, which gave Missouri a lot of confidence. Um, and if it would have been 28-7 halftime, like I said, I don't think that game would have finished 35-28. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Like, like you said, had we gone up 28-7, I think we would have busted the game wide open, and it wouldn't even have been close at the end. But also, the death at the cornerback situation with the six players out, you know, I'm pretty sure like three or two of them are corners, and we need them. Uh, we just kept letting them all night dink and dump, which I get the, the, the playing it safe by the defensive coordinator, you know, not letting them be too deep, but at the same time... When do you step up and defend that, Matt? I mean, I mean, we don't really have any any depth to our our cornerback position. I mean, we only have I think everybody's either hurt or something like that. And cornerback is just, the safeties in our our secondary isn't a strong suit on this team. That, that that's what you were saying. About that. that's probably the, the one place that I'm worried about going into the next couple of games. Really, especially Florida. I mean, I would worry about that more than the pass rush because right. I know DeAndre Square and Yusuf Corker and 
DeAndre Square can all rush the quarterback. I know that they can get to them. And it depends. Like, the last couple games, last game, the O-line, I know we're not talking about it yet, but the O-line versus um, Chattanooga, every one of those offensive linemen were like 26 years old. They were all huge grown men. I mean, it's, it's, it's no excuse to finish the way we did, but I mean, I, I feel like we're good pass rushing wise. Secondary, it's it, it gets a little shaky there because we're still we we still don't have the big time playmaker like in the NFL. You got Tyron Matthew and all of them. You said Corker. I mean, he he's yes, Issa Corker's good, but that's only one guy. I mean, there's four to right. five wide receivers out at right. once, and we always give up those little. Five yard plays, and then just it keeps right. adding up. They're gonna they're gonna get a field goal or a touchdown every single play. Well, we'll go back to talking about how in that first game we saw Will Levis just aired out. Well, in the second game, I mean, he still had 180 yards passing, 10 for 18, but he threw it 18 times, and we ran the ball with Chris Rodriguez alone 27 times. I mean, he had 198 yards on the ground. So if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, that fire that we had, where did it go? You know, was it worrying you though? Like I mean, going back to old Kentucky football, like just running the pound, crown and pound with Eddie Grant. I mean, well, I, I can't I say that because I, I mean, I like it. If it works, you don't stop. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Chris Rodriguez had 198 yards, so it's it's not like we're just gonna go and pass the ball when it obviously wasn't working, but. I mean, Wondell still had over 100 yards receiving too in that game. Yeah, exactly. Like like you said, if it if it works, don't don't mess with it. And that's exactly what we did that game against Missouri. I thought, uh, I guess the passing wasn't really working for us that game, so we just went back to our roots with the rushing, and it worked, and we well got the win in that game. So would would you say it wasn't working, or do you think the running game was you know as strong as it was that game that we we just didn't need to throw or yeah where we didn't need to throw the ball? I I do think that both. it was it was a little bit of both. Yeah, we were owning them on the offensive line. Our offensive line was yes. Them. That's the prime reason Chris Rodriguez had twenty seven carries for one hundred ninety eight yards. You know, that's the prime mm. reason for that. You know, if he if he does that type of thing every game and you know, you hand it off to him, and he does that. He averages seven yards a carry. Then, yeah, keep going to him. But at the same time, like second and second and five, second and four, you bust out a play action on him. You know, definitely. I think we could have actually gotten some big plays out of play action on that, especially with how good our run game was going. Like you said, and you know, just let Will air it out on a play action. I think we definitely could have done that. I do too. And, uh, I'm seeing. I, I'm real happy with though the past these past couple games. If you if you think about other past years, the Missouri game, the Chattanooga game, that was old Kentucky. We would we would have found a way to lose that. Lost yeah, we would have fell game. apart. Exactly, we would have fell apart. That is that is true. Like Missouri had the momentum; they were going. We should have been up a lot, but we weren't. And we 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 were we would win or lose that game past couple years. But we found a way. Keep it going. Turnover is a big problem. That's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um. So back to the, like the the DBs, right? So most of our starters are seniors on defense, as we all know. The only starter that is not a senior is Valentine, and he is a DB, which I've 
you know, a little bit we have seen of Valentine, I've actually really enjoyed. Like I think he, I think he plays his, his okay. corner possession very well. He actually made one of those big plays against Missouri. That was the right one of the last plays of the game on like fourth and twelve. That was Valentine defending that that what? that throw. Yeah, one of our DBs though that I'm actually a little concerned about that I haven't seen that I really thought was our best DB, and I don't think he played last year because he got hurt was Devontae Robinson. I have not seen his name anywhere, like on the field. Like, I haven't seen him making plays like he used to, locking somebody up. And he's one of our seniors. And I just I feel like I haven't seen him that much this year. Like, Cedric Dort, I feel like I've seen a lot of him. You know, he's still still playing great. Yusuf Corker, like we said, still playing great. He's been great. there. I, don't, I just don't think he's made the big plays. Yeah. Like, uh, like Jacquez Jones has and Jordan Wright. Josh Shelley, Jacquez Jones, oh my God. He has made two plays for us to could have either won or lost the game if he didn't make that play you know mm-hmm. he had the the interception to start off the second half against missouri which was huge uh they could have drove down the field and tied it right there if he didn't get that so that was pretty big on his part uh yeah so again uh we'll go ahead and move on to a disappointing game against chattanooga a lot more could have been done against them, I believe. Uh, four turnovers is just not gonna not gonna win you any SEC game. So, Caleb, what do you think could be done to either fix the turnovers or not be shut down by Chattanooga's defense? Okay, so as you both know, and I'll admit to the uh, to the uh, to the crowd, I was asleep during this game. So that ter- ter- <laughs> terrible fan, terrible fan, terrible guy. Oh my god. Um, and I see that Will Levis had two TDs, two interceptions. Um, was Chris Rod- did he Chris Rodriguez fumble the football again? Was it is that was that another turnover? Um, do, do, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Uh, wouldn't be we we have one fumble. I'm not sure if it was Chris. Okay. But... It it was not Chris. I'm looking at it now. It was not Chris. Okay, so let we'll take it to Will with the two interceptions. Obviously, I didn't see them. I don't know what happened, but. If it's anything like the past games where his interceptions are coming off, you know, the receiver's not catching the football, I'm not worried about Will. Um, I'll just stop you there. It wasn't like that. <laughs> so it wasn't like well, at that. At least one of them was. Uh, but the, the one of them, one of Will Levis' throw, he he, t- he kind of forced it to Wandale, and mm-hmm. he, he did like a little Lamar jump pass. Ah. And it didn't really. Well. He, he forced it into the coverage, and it got picked off. But Even with that. Even with that, I'm not worried about Will. I think Will is a great playmaker and choice maker. Um, and, you know, I, I've, sometimes, you know, those things happen. What does concern me, though, about the Chattanooga game, Zach brought up to me a couple days ago. Um, Chris Rodriguez ran the ball 13 times and only got 46 yards, which tells me everything I need to know about the O-line, that the O-line wasn't the big blue wall. They were, uh, prob- they were more than likely getting dominated by Chattanooga's defensive line. And, you know, that's unacceptable once you start getting in the SEC play because Chattanooga, I'm not sure what conference they play in, but I'm sure they're D1 as well. But the difference of Chattanooga versus UL Monroe, Chattanooga went into Lexington believing they could win that game. And they, they came out and believed they could win that game. And what I saw a tweet from, I'm not sure what the tweet was from, but it was something that Liam Combe, if I'm pronouncing that right, said. Cohen. Okay, that he came out and said that he overlooked that team, and he's uh, and he apologized for how the offensive line played. 
which that's great. Great to hear from a coach. But it's great to hear that's admitted, but that's just kind of unacceptable. Like, you can't just go into a game like this thinking, oh, this team's going to be like you and Monroe. They're, they're going to believe they're going to lose. No, you got you got to go in here and play how you're supposed to play. That way, you know, you don't only win by five points. It's unacceptable on that way that that shouldn't happen. Right. But it, it's it's good to hear that the coach at least admits it. Absolutely. Instead of trying to cover it up with something else. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Takes fault for his own actions. You know? yeah, take, try to... Takes fault for his own actions, you know? Doesn't try to... Oh. What are you doing, Matt? What are you doing? Hello? Hello. Okay, we're good. All right, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. No, we're not good. Maybe we are. I don't know. Ah, this shit's going crazy. Matt had a phone call. Okay. Ah. Okay, well... Yeah. This uh, is an information boost for anybody listening. Uh, We are all new to this, and (laughs) some of us don't have the necessary equipment to do it, but we're working with what we got for right now. All right. Let's get back to it. So, what what was I even saying? Chattanooga? um... We went off uh, with what Matt was saying about how it was unacceptable, but it's great to hear that they, it's great to hear Cohen come out and say that I overlooked these guys. Yes, it is great to or have I took a, these guys for granted. That's that that's his actual quote. I took these guys for granted. It's great to have an OC who will take blame and not try to push it somewhere else or say it was a bad game. He actually came out and said they had a bad practice on Friday too, which, uh. yeah, so maybe that got to lead up to it. I definitely think the main factor for this game was we were looking forward to South Carolina and just overlooked Chattanooga and... Yes. In college football, I don't think you can do that because anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're, unless you're Alabama, then nobody can beat you. I mean, I wouldn't say Alabama is not beatable, but you know, hey, Florida came in and only lost by two. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think people are expecting Florida to make that a close game. Not not a blowout, but I don't think people expected Florida to only lose by two off a two point conversion. That means, not, we're not, playing not a, that means we're playing a Florida team that only lost by two to Bama. Hey, Florida was at home, though. Florida was at home. Just saying. So they, they, they had the swamp behind them. Regarding all of the... Like I was telling Matt earlier today, even though with all of the on-field issues and mental issues that we had, you know, three turnovers or whatever it was, they still managed to win that game. If, yep. that, was a, if that was a Kentucky team from... And- from three years ago, or not three years ago. No, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say three. I mean, you can go with about five years ago. You know, like a Stephen Johnson team. I think we might find game. a way to lose. Yeah, they were losing that game, and that's that. Uh, for me, it was the the bounce back that I know you didn't watch the game, Caleb. But for me and mm-hmm. Matt, uh, we went down sixteen to fourteen, and it was a it was a great drive down the field for. Will Levis to find, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Isaiah Cummings in the end zone for a touchdown. We mm-hmm. went up 16-21 at that point. That was a great answer for them, and it shows that, you know, they're not just going to lay down, you know, and that's pretty good on their part. And, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and we'll move on to the preview. Talk about the pick six? Oh, yeah, my bad. I'm just trying to get these segments over, but we had the defensive side, uh, we were – 21 to 16, and they were driving down the field on us. I'm going to say his name all the way wrong, but they were across the 50, 
we they threw up a bomb. It was a. Uh, I'm really gonna try, okay. A Asian. 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 Not like not Asian, but Asian. Asian is his last name Tyrell. Is that who? That's it. That's his last name. His first name is Tyrell. Tyrell. Tyrell Asian. Tyrell Asian. Yeah. He had a massive pick six. Put us up twenty-eight sixteen. It's huge. But still, even though they drove down, they drove down again and punched it in on us. Ended up being twenty-three to. 28 and if Josh Ali didn't barely recover that onside fumble or that onside kick my bad what what happens do we lose that game if he doesn't get that onside kick if they get the ball back I mean (laughs) very well possible yeah but yeah that was a huge play on the defensive end right there and yeah we'll go ahead and move on to preview South Carolina at South Carolina going against the Gamecocks um Night game, huh? Let me let me pause you there. Fun fact for you guys: I just actually looked at Chattanooga. Right, they lost their home opener by ten, and only lost us by five. Yes, they lost. But the Austin Pay, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Austin Pay, Governors. Yeah, they lost by ten at home, and only lost by five to us. So that that tells you a little more than a little more than you need to know, I guess. But how how we played? So we'll be going to South Carolina. Playing the Gamecocks mm-hmm. at night game under the lights on ESPN2, uh, nationally televised game. Lovely. So, first we'll do we'll do predictions on the game. We'll start with you, Matt. Final score prediction. Final score. Uh, I, um, I, get, I, I think we'll I think we'll win a good amount. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm not ready to. Go in there because all you're going to hear is right, South Carolina, the little Gamecock sound the whole game. But I'd say 21-10. 21-10, okay. Uh, let me put this out here before you make your prediction, Caleb. All right. ES- ESPN, you know, they had a 7 and Oh, I'm they, looking at this prediction. They have, a, they have a 43% chance for us to win this game, which mm-hmm. I think is... We're favored by five. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> No, again, we actually are. We actually against this like pick center. I see that we actually are favored by five. Kentucky opens up as a five-point favorite over South Carolina. But ESPN's power football power index, I ESPN doesn't like us. I don't. I don't know if you've noticed, but ESPN does not like us. They do not. We'll go ahead and put this out here. Uh, Our quarterback, the man Will Levis, has almost double their quarterback's yards through the air. Chris Rodriguez has doubled their rushing yard leader. Uh, really, if if all things go and they play good, I don't think this game is even closer in the ballpark. I think we beat them 35-10 to 10 on their field. We've owned South Carolina the past couple of years. Yeah. We we, we, did we lose last year? Last one, one or two years ago, we lost. Yeah. But um, other than that, we've owned them. This game is a kind of huge game for the Kentucky Wildcats, if they win this game, they go 4-0 to go against Florida, which that game will be under the lights no matter what. So, you know. Yeah, I, said, I said today to you that every team has that bad game, and I'm glad we got it over mm-hmm. to against Chattanooga. Because we could easily win the South Carolina and lost. That's at South Carolina. Yeah. If we play it again against how we did Chattanooga, 
we could easily lose that game and then go into Florida with no momentum. Right. I don't know if you guys seen what I sent you earlier about the – I know you did, Matt, <clears> but, Caleb, did you see where I – Will Levis had tweeted and said that they were going to be a different football team in at South um, I did see that, and I also saw on his Instagram. He also posted on a story um, song, but it's another oh, yeah. thing on repeat all week. You know, he he's ready. He he wants this game. I think he yeah. knows like the whole Chattanooga game. You know, was unacceptable, and I think I think he's ready to show out. I think they I think they also know the circumstances. They know how right. huge this is. Imagine mm-hmm. imagine this. Uh, let me go ahead and get, let me get your prediction for the. For the game first, though, Caleb. All right. So, do you just want score, or do you want score in a little bit of detail? I want. If you can give me a score in a little bit of detail, if you want, that's all right. So, I, I'm gonna go with kind of close to what you both said, but I'm gonna go 35-17. Um, I think we're gonna go in there. We're gonna we're gonna up the score a little bit. We're gonna allow South Carolina to, you know, score a couple times. I don't think that South Carolina has that playmaker, that playmaker that they need like on a third and eight to make that play and secure it enough. Not like a um, Debo Samuel, right? All right, not not no yeah, they don't have a Debo Samuel. And then they're also their quarterback, their QB, um, I believe is a, He's a grad transfer assistant coach. He is. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent a grad assistant transfer coach. So I'm not year, one year of eligibility left and they pulled him to start as QB. So, so I'm not ex- I'm not exactly worried about our defense going up against that, not out of cockiness, but out of like, I like I just don't think he'll have a playmaker to give the ball to, especially against our defense too. I think our defense is really going to step up after that poor performance. Imagine last if we kill them going into Florida. Yeah, oh, that's what I was about to I, get into. If we win that game, we're four zero into Florida, coming to Lexington. That is going to be a packed stadium and. Let me put it out there. We're going to be at that game. That we is, are. That is going to be a packed stadium. The atmosphere is going to be wild, and I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. But let's not look past South Carolina first. Right. All right. Well. Well, I would say if we beat South Carolina, you think we're going to be ranked? Um. If we beat if we beat them good. Yes. Oh. If beat we, them good. We're we're in the top twenty-five. If we beat them good, we'll be we'll be ranked. Uh, if we don't. We don't even cover the spread. I don't. I don't think so. You know. You, I think if it's another Chattanooga game. We won't. That's nah, a lot of disrespect on Kentucky. I didn't expect to see it in the ranking after that, like Chattanooga performance. I, I did not expect that at all. I felt I'd like have we been were, surprised. I felt like we were creeping up there, and then after playing like that to Chattanooga, just uh, not going to cut it. But I definitely wasn't coming in. We'll go ahead and. Shift topics here. We'll go to uh, we'll go to well, not topics, but we're still talking about Kentucky. But we'll talk about basketball. Uh, we got the team this year. This is probably the most loaded John Calipari team that he's ever had, uh, with depth and seniors and stuff like that. So, uh, Matt, how do you feel about this year's Kentucky basketball team? Oh, y'all didn't really care. I mean, you cared, but you didn't like last year's team as much as I did. No one, no one really liked last year's team. It was very depressing. But at the beginning of the season, midway through the season, SEC tournament, I said that team was really good. We, we had the potential to be really good, which didn't shine. It didn't come through. Of course, Terrence Clark, P.J. Boston, 
they didn't live up to the potential that they were at a high school. But other than that, I really oh. think Isaiah Jackson, of course, he went a monster. But I think they, that team could have been good. But the returners from that team is what I'm really focused about, like Jacob Toppin, Dante Allen. Davion Mintz, that's that's a big one right there. Yes, Davion Mintz was a huge. Keon Burks is back for another season, you know. Oh yeah, Keon. Uh, I mean, I I'm excited. Yes, I think this year is not the most talented, but easily up there with the the other two being the 2012 and 2015 team. Well, I don't think the... this. Uh, sorry, but I don't mm-hmm. think this this team. It, it, we won't even get to 2022 yet, but this this year's team I think is going to be it's it's going to be good, um, experience wise, with the transfers yes, that we have, yes, yes. with Sweeway or Sweeway Oscar, Oscar, his name is Oscar, Oscar, <laughs> Kellen Grady, Severe Wheeler. I mean, that's a huge one, Severe Wheeler. I think he might yeah. be my favorite player on the team. Transfer him out of Georgia. or CJ Frederick. I mean, we have a lot of talent in the transfer portal-wise. I think this year is going to be a big year for Kentucky basketball, not only <laughs> with John Calipari possibly changing up his offensive schemes, but also with the talent that we brought in, like you said, through the transfer portal. I think that is going to be huge, and I think we just got an all-around good team. Last year, I think our biggest struggle was shooting, we couldn't really shoot. We couldn't drive. Really, everything was a struggle. We couldn't drive the lane, couldn't shoot. But he went out and he got shooters. Uh, I heard on KSR today, actually, that Ty Ty Washington shoots the lights out. Like oh, he, yeah. he went hmm. like 26 for 30 in their three-point contest they had. Even if it is just a little, like a, a three-point contest, I mean, it's still shooting still the ball. I mean, it's still shots. Yeah, 26 for 30, it's still pretty good. You're no knocking what down shots. You know, that's huge. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah. We'll, well, while we're on the topic of Kentucky basketball, we'll go ahead and uh, open with that season opener against Duke. I think that is either going to be an extremely close game or we are going to probably end up winning by 10, maybe. I hope we win by 10. You know, that's how it, what do well, you think about that, Matt? I mean, the the thing that I'm most excited about is we have ten to twelve people that can play, like not just sit the bench, and we have six to seven people like last year that would play all the time. We have like our whole bench is full. Of, uh, I think uh, I'm not gonna start about the the starting lineup yet. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. But I mean, Toppin. I don't even think he's gonna start, but that, that's Toppin. No. C.J. Frederick. Wheeler, Tata, Damian Collins, Davion Mintz, Dante Allen, Brooks, and I mean you have Canada, but he's there. The <laughs> Kenny Payne's son, Bryce he's Hopkins. There, yeah. you know, name him. They're there. What, Bryce Hopkins. What do you name him? Kareem Watkins, Kellen Grady. Lance, what, I forgot about Lance Ware. <laughs> I mean he didn't really. Yeah, he, he was there last year defensively wise, but if he learned how to score the ball, I'm really excited for him too. Look. I know this is the first episode, but I'm throwing shots at Texas right now, bro. I hope Texas? Devin Askew sucks as much as he did for us, for you. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, oh my god. I really Wait, don't do like play, Devin Askew. We play Texas, don't we? No, we, uh, we play Texas on our schedule? No, we don't. No, we, play, we, we, we get Kansas. 
We got rigged. Like you, we get cancels like usual. No, we were supposed to play them last year. When we were the we were year before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were supposed to look. Look, I don't know if you guys know about this. We kind of got screwed on the the what is it? Are they Big Twelve or Pac Twelve? I don't know. That's Big Twelve. Okay, we got yeah. screwed on that. Look, uh, they were Texas was supposed to come to Rupp, but they couldn't because of COVID, right? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they they counted that as our home game, and now we have to go to. Who do we play? Do we play Kansas? Yeah, we have to go to Kansas. Hey, it's Kansas, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. counted. They counted that as our home game, even though we didn't get to play it. So now we should have a home game this year, and we don't because we now we got to go to Kansas. Right. Right. That home schedule is horrible. It is. Oh man. The who do you get at home? You got Louisville. No, you don't even get. Who's Louisville. the biggest? Who's the biggest? Yeah, you get Louisville, Louisville. at home. We get Louisville. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame's on the road. Notre Dame's on the road. We get. We do get Louisville. Kansas count? Does Kansas? No. Kansas on the road. It's uh. Who count? The only the only team the only good team that we are gonna get at home is Louisville. In yeah. terms of non-conference, all we get is Louisville. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's just yeah. Louisville. You get teams because like, Kansas is all of them, and it's uh, we have like the CBS challenge and yeah. You get Duke. CBS is going to be Duke. Yeah. You get Duke at a neutral site. You get Notre Dame at Notre Dame, Dame at a neutral. Their, no, you get Notre Dame at, at Notre Dame. I think. Oh. Yeah, Notre Dame's on the road. And then you get Louisville is the only good team that we, in terms of non-conference, Louisville's going to be the only one at home. We no, we get we get Kansas in the Champions Classic, and we, we get, get UCLA in the CBS Sports no, Classic. I think, I, think it, I think it's Ohio State, ain't it? No, no we get, they're we not get on the Kansas schedule. Nobody's on. No, no Ohio State or UCLA is on the schedule. We get if you're talking about like those big like little little games, it's just Duke and Kansas. No, we play more than that. Hold on. I'm looking at our schedule right now. It's Duke. The terms of the big names that we play in terms of non-conference is Duke, Notre Dame, Louisville, and Kansas. I feel like we had more than that. We play Ohio State. That's it. No, we play Ohio State in the CBS Sports Classic. Yeah, I knew, I knew we had Ohio State. I was pretty sure we had them too. I'm gonna need ESPN not to, not to bust on the schedule, man. Oh yeah, I mean, because I feel I thought we did play Ohio State yeah, too. Look, look, I'm looking at we it do. right now. We get. I'm looking at the full thing right here. We get opening game is Duke. We get yep. our home game. Hold on. Let me let me read to you the home games. We get. Duke? Robert, not Duke, not Duke. We get Robert Morris. Oh, they're not even on the CSPN one. Ohio, Albany, yep. Yep. North Florida, Central, yep. Michigan, Central Michigan, Southern, then we go to Notre Dame. We Who is play, Southern? Play neutral for Ohio State. Play yep. at, at home for Louisville. Yep. And you start off with uh, a little SEC play. With SEC play with Missouri at home, you open you open SEC play at home, which is that's kind of good. But yeah, then you start SEC play after after playing High Point, which so yeah, that's kind of your big your big home games, non conference, Louisville. It's supposed to be Rep Arena. <laughs> you were supposed to be. Teams supposed to be. It's not Madison or Duke's Field or Cameron Indoor, but like it's right. Rep Arena is supposed to be the best arena in college basketball. We're supposed to have good games coming right. to Rep Arena, and I mean sometimes we'll get a team, but especially for the season pass holders, horrible. You get Louisville. season ticket holders. Louisville. That's it. I that that is very tough. Yeah. But uh, go ahead and switch to or not switch topics. We're still talking about Kentucky basketball, but 
uh, we're not at that season mark yet, so we'll go ahead and look forward and talk about next year with our huge two commits that we just got pulled in. Uh, we had, what's his name? Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp, yeah. No, not Shannon. Shaden. I said Shannon. I said Shannon. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I, I'm not sure the other kid's name. I'm focused on this. Chris uh, Livingston. Chris, yeah, Chris yeah. Livingston. And then there was one today that committed, but he just, literally just committed to Duke right now, like like late-breaking news, like 30 <laughs> 30 minutes ago <laughs> which 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 is kind of crazy to me is like duke's gonna duke's still gonna be duke but i don't see how you can commit to duke when coach k is leaving because they're I, I was listening to this today too Derek Lively yeah, just yeah. Committed to duke. yeah yeah the the assistant coach for duke is in line to become the head coach for duke mm-hmm. and he's the recruiter too coach k i mean he recruits them but it's the assistant coach right but you're not playing you're... and he's He's going to be the head coach next year. Right, but you're not playing for him. And if you go to Duke, you're playing for Coach K. Like, I mean, yeah, it's an assistant coach. You technically play for all your it's coaches, but it's Coach K in Duke. It's Coach K's court, dog. I mean, Duke's yeah. still going to be the same Duke it was without Coach Man, K. Still no. Gonna be Duke, yeah. I mean, it's still going to be Duke, but it's not going to be... It's just not going to be the same. It's like it's like Cal leaving Kentucky. Like, yeah, I, I don't... I agree. I don't think it'll be don't, the same if Cal leaves. I don't think Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky basketball will be the same if Cal leaves. Like Cal kinda kinda saved Kentucky basketball. Well, I know it'll be a if we play Duke in twenty twenty two, it'll be a hell of a game because we got the number one recruit recruiting class and they have the number two recruiting class for that year. I don't think we would play Duke because we got Duke this year. And we, we have probably, we have two we, out of the top like five recruits. Yeah. We're not gonna play Duke next year. No, Unless we play them at a tournament. Who else is? How's your We're gonna get. Uh, it's it's Duke, us, Duke, Michigan, Michigan State, State, and UCLA. Or no, UCLA's yeah. in the champions. No, UCLA's in the champions. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's in the in the what the CBS. The CBS. Yeah. Classic. CBS is Ohio State. Ohio UCLA, State, Kentucky, Michigan State, and um. Kansas. Yeah. Did I say Ohio State. Yeah, you said Ohio State. No, it's no, Ohio no, State. No, no. The, C- State. C- the CBS is C- C- CBS. Yeah, North Carolina. That's yeah, that's CBS. Oh uh, yeah, the the champions is Kentucky, UCLA, State, Duke, UCLA, and Michigan State. Michigan State. UCLA's in one of these. No, yeah, no, no UCLA's no. in the UCLA's in the CBS Sports Classic. I think we got. I think we're getting all mixed up right now. Look, the first thing, the, the game, the season opener that we always play. I'm not Champions sure. Classic. Champions Classic. That is Kentucky. Us, Duke, Duke. Michigan State, and. It's not North Carolina. It's not. It's UCLA. It has to be UCLA. UCLA is in one of these. It has to be UCLA then because the other one. It's, yeah, it is UCLA because that's the, that's the game we played them 41-7 on neutral court. Yeah, it's UCLA. The other one. CBS is, Sports Classic is Kentucky, Ohio, Ohio State, 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 North Carolina, North Carolina. And UCLA. Yeah. yeah. No. Wait. One, no. What? Then what's the, yes. what's the CBS Classic? The C- the, that's what I'm just saying. The CBS yeah, he just Sports said CBS Classic. Classic. Yeah, he just said that. Kentucky, Ohio State, North Carolina, So what's Champions? UCLA. So the Champions the Classic is Kentucky, Us, Kansas. Duke, Kansas, um, yeah, Kansas. Everybody kept throwing me off when I said Kentucky, Kansas. Duke, Kansas, and is it, is it Michigan State? Yeah. Yeah. State, yeah. Okay, so there we go. Okay, yeah, that, that was compli- more complicated than we just made it. <laughs> Anyways, we'll uh, take a break off of the Kentucky high horse, and we'll move on to NFL. Uh, we can go ahead and go around the 
around the table saying who we like. I'll start with you, Caleb. Oh, man. All right. So. <laughs> you know I have to start with him, right? I, I just need everybody out there to understand that I'm not that I'm not that kind of fan. But I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. And we are. We I'm not. Knew, we already knew. I'm what we're not. About. <laughs> I'm not that guy that goes. Oh, oh man, we just beat the Chargers. We're Super Bowl bound guys. Going to the Super Bowl. Dak, Dak Prescott's and Ezekiel Elliott. They're taking a second. No, I'm not that guy. Um, but Matt, go ahead. Well, I'm a Chiefs fan. <laughs> don't Boom. don't be like don't no no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a bandwagon. I promise I'm not. Um. My uncle, he's uh, a big part of my NFL life. He's where how I watch football. That's how I got in the NFL. I always liked Kentucky, but I never cared about professional sports. I still don't care about like the NBA or anything. But NFL, he's always been a long-time Chiefs fan with Hawk Smith. And my favorite Chiefs player is Jamal Charles. But So I, I, I adapted to be a Chiefs fan once I started to like NFL better. And it just so happens that we win a Super Bowl and get back from uh-huh. home <laughs> all in the same couple of years. So it seems bad, but it's really not, I promise. Well, my my NFL team comes from being a Kentucky fan. Uh, when I started kind of getting into it, Randall Cobb played there at Green Bay, and then he left, and I just kind of stuck with Green Bay. Now he's back, so it all comes in a full circle, so... Well, um, I didn't talk about how I became a Dallas fan since we were talking about how we became fans of each team. So I was like seven, eight years old, hanging out with my dad one day, and it was like, I think it was a Monday Night Football game, and it was us and the Giants, and I know everybody disses the man, but I think he was actually a really good quarterback. Tony Romo, like there was something. It was my first. It was like one of my first games watching football. It's a good commentator. <laughs> uh, he's a great commentator. Um. It was one of my first football games watching it, like, on live TV. And I just, like, I had a really liking for Tony Romo. He's also, I mean, my dad's also a Dallas fan. That's why he's watching it. But I actually really enjoyed how, like, Tony Romo was, like, played the played QB. I actually enjoyed it, and I just followed the Cowboys since. All right. Well, there's no, no point to really review this week's games. I mean, we can talk about, talk about how the, the Chiefs lost, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, I mean that was a good that was a good Sunday night game. That was pretty. It was a great game. It was pretty. Yeah, it it was a great game. You gotta give it to Lamar Jackson. I mean, I hate him, of course. Well, I don't hate him. I hated him when he was at Louisville, of course. But yeah, I mean, I I mean, he's a he's a fun player to watch. Yeah. As a Kentucky fan, though, I didn't actually hate Lamar. I hated when we played him. Don't get me wrong. I hated that. And then you know the one year we beat him, that was great. They didn't get to the playoff because of us. Anyways, um, I, I, he was just fun to watch, man. Like, it's crazy to see somebody like that athletic and just that he can do almost anything on that field. And that's like well, that's once in a lifetime thing that you witness. I don't know if y'all paid attention to the game as much as I did. I know Caleb, you were watching a little bit. I watched the exactly went to bed. Yeah, but we were killing him the whole game. Right, I saw y'all were up like 35-23. Yeah, we we got to a point. The first quarter, the first two plays, well, it wasn't two plays, but Tyron Matthew had a pick. Yeah. He had two picks in the first half. Almost had three. Pick six. Yeah, almost had three. And he he was playing great first game back from uh, COVID. But 
I mean, it, it was a high-scoring game, two of the, probably the best offenses in the league, and it was a back-to-back, back-and-forth. We were up 14 at one point, but they came back, and then it got to the point where they got in the lead by two, and they missed the two-point conversion with like a minute left, minute, minute 40. We come down the field. Patrick Mahomes had a great game, over 300-something yards, but... Clyde Edwards Elair. We're, we're, we're running down the clock. We have like 40 seconds left, something like that. And he gets to like the 25 yard line, 30 yard line. We're just trying to get closer for Bucker to yep. game winning field goal. Yep. And he fumbles the ball. See, <laughs> he's, he's a rookie. He's a rookie, yeah? No. He's a third year rookie. Okay. Oh, third, third year rookie? rookie. What? Oh, yeah. I've never heard of that well, before. I think I, mean, I think I was just I heard somebody commentate rookie, but I think it was the D line. First year was the Super Bowl year, and then last year, and then this year. Okay, um, you know this, this is gonna be a bold take that I'm gonna say. In a situation like that, where you know you want a couple yards, I understand you want to run the ball, but in terms of like as an NFL fan, I don't know a I don't know the running backs for Kansas City. Like there's it's like it's like a no name thing. You know you got Patrick Mahomes, you got great receivers and whatnot. I mean you know Clyde was a layer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But in that situation like that, how is, like, you want to get more yards, like, I understand for the field goal. How does it not go to one of your best playmakers? Like, keep because it. You, we, Pat, Pat Mahomes could keep the ball. Ravens didn't have any timeouts left. They used right. two in the first, like, right. in the beginning of the second half. But, but we, we were killing them. All we had to do was run the ball and run right. the clock down. It didn't matter how many yards we got. We were already in field goal range. So we didn't need to pass the ball. I know you didn't. Risk why not? Risk yeah, but no, 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 no. Or you could no because they, they needed yards. yards. No, what I'm saying is, how do you not keep the ball in one of your playmakers' hands? Like Pat Mahomes could have ran the ball. You could have done a jet sweep what? to Tyreek Hill. He dislocated his knee. <laughs> I don't want him running that ball. He'll be fine. Tyreek Hill could have done a jet sweep. He could have done a screen with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, could have done. We a haven't had any man. trouble out of Clyde. Could have done a dump off pass. To the tight end that's never covered, Travis Kelsey, get you some yards. Either way, I mean, hey, it, we we lost. Right. <laughs> it was a great game. Well, it was a great game. We'll, we'll be back. I don't think the AFC is going anywhere else. Uh, I mean, Lamar is great and all, but they did they did beat us without like half their starters. But it's okay. We're we're still the Chiefs. Yeah. We're still any, favored any, to win the AFC. Any weekend's a good weekend when a. Former Kentucky Wildcat gets two pick sixes. How about that? Yeah. Mike um, not, yeah, Mike Edwards, man. Two pick uh, honey sixes. Honey better. Believe one was a pick. Yeah, yeah. They were both pick sixes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Both both of them. Oh, man. I Oh, man. I can't believe it. I can't believe Atlanta got in that game. Like, Atlanta got in that game. I can't I, believe I that. At it, and it was like, they were blowing them out. And yeah. It was the fourth quarter. They were tied. I said, what? I said, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> We right can't now. go and talk about my loss without what? talking about <laughs> Packers Week One. You know, right? you know what? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let the let the Cowboys let the Cowboys fan get a take on the Packers, right? Um. So obviously, what obviously what just happened to the Saints? Like they just got absolutely demolished by the Panthers, which you know anybody anybody in the world would have been like, how the hell did that happen? Um, so my take on the Packers in week one, I don't think the Packers came out and played. I, I think Aaron Rodgers came out and I think Aaron Rodgers did. I think Aaron Rodgers came into that game and he didn't care. Like, you know, you have, you have, 
<laughs> yeah, the whole offseason, you know, you got that whole entire mess with Aaron Rodgers in the uh, organization. But, like, you go, like, you watch how Aaron Rodgers was throwing that ball. I don't think he cared at all. Did not look like, like he cared, for sure. Like, that interception, the main one, he just, just slung the ball in the air effortlessly. That's Didn't care that that was. No, I'm not even talking about. I'm not. Even, I'm not even talking about the goal line one. I'm talking about the other one where he threw it into double coverage with, like, just threw it up and just threw it up for grabs. Yeah, no, where he where they were at the goal line. I know what you're talking about. Like he overthrew the receiver by. Oh him. yeah, yes, 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 yes. They were at their own goal line. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so I, one fantasy point, right? <laughs> yeah, one. Well, he got me one point in fantasy. That's terrible. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> as a as a view, a uh, Packers fan view. Uh, that was very embarrassing, you know, for him to. I'm not, I'm not saying it's all Aaron Rodgers' fault. Aaron Jones didn't look good. The other line didn't look good. Nope. Nobody looked good. So it's not nope. just Aaron Rodgers. But at the same time, he held our whole organization at gunpoint over the yep. over the off season just to lose by 30. And you know, yeah. I mean, that's all I really got for it too. Like tonight, we play the Lions. Hopefully, he answers to that, and we'll go ahead and. We'll, we'll go ahead and predict tonight's game. We'll go ahead and go with previews and predictions. I'll start off with you, Caleb. If you got predictions, uh, Green Bay. Okay. Or Lions this, at Green Bay. What do you think? This is very, very hard considering what we just talked about, how Aaron Rodgers played in week one and how he it looked like he just didn't care. This game tells, I, I think, Green Bay's season because, you know, it's just one game. You can't judge the season off one game. But I think this is very big because the Lions, as we know, it's the Detroit Lions are never really good. But, you know, they, they've had a couple shining years. Um, last week, they played the 49ers, and I think they were getting I, I think they were getting blown out. They were definitely down double digits, and they came back in that game. 41-33? Yeah, they, they came in and gave the 49ers a, a game. Um, and I was watching people talk about that game, and they were like, the head coach of the Lions, like, he, he's setting the tone for Detroit. He's changing the atmosphere. Um, I don't think Detroit wins this game if Aaron Rodgers shows up. I don't think there's a shot in the world Detroit wins a game if Aaron Rodgers shows up. But if Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up, it's gonna be a it's gonna be another mess of how Green Bay played last week, and it's not gonna be pretty. So I don't really have a score prediction because I I, I don't know I don't know what Packers team's showing up. That, that that's my biggest thing. I, if the point. Packers show up, the Packers show up how they should. I think they win like 35-10, something like that. But if the Packers don't show up, I'm going 28-7 Detroit. 28-7 Detroit. Oh, my God. What a call. At Lambeau if, Field? If, the, if, if Green Bay doesn't Lambeau? show up, if Green, oh. Bay doesn't, if Green Bay doesn't play how they should, Detroit. Yeah, no, I, I mean, agree with you. They don't let, don't they sleep play. on Detroit. Yeah. I'm sleeping on Detroit. I'm sleeping on their quarterback is Jared Goff. Well, right, for three hundred and thirty-eight yards. Jared Goff. Episodes. Jared Goff. I don't like Jared Goff myself, but Jared Goff made plays against the 49ers. I mean, they have DeAndre Swift. And, yeah, that's well, all I can really name. But yeah, well, TJ Hawkinson too. He's pretty good. But we'll go ahead and you got a prediction for me today, Matt, for Green Bay. I'm 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 I'm, I'm on the same page as the scale. Like I can see y'all losing this game if Aaron Rodgers and uh, it's not uh, Devontae Adams' fault. So you think it's ball, but I agree if with they don't guys. come out, they don't come out and play. I can see y'all going out and two and having a really, really tough start to the year. All right, well, I'll, I'll throw out a score prediction, like Caleb said. If Green Bay shows up, and if this is the team that we all know from last year, 
I don't think Detroit stands a chance in this game. I think it is an absolute blowout. I would say, I'd probably say 42 to, to 10, 42 to like 14, something around there. Wow, wow. I, I think Aaron Rodgers comes out and throws, I think he's coming out with something to prove this game. And uh, we'll set we'll set an over-under for Aaron Rodgers on 300-plus yards. Do you think he goes over or under? You give me under. you give me Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers three hundred plus. If you give me Diva Aaron Rodgers, it's under three hundred. Said Diva Aaron Rodgers. I like it. Okay, so really quickly, I'll go. I'll go. He'll go under three hundred as well. Really quickly, we're gonna run through week three. Predict the team that's gonna win. Uh, can someone keep like write this in their notes while we're going through these? Oh, oh, Matt, you got it, man. Uh, um, how are you read- doing? Predictions? I'm gonna, like I'm gonna read the games off, and I just need someone to tell me. Or you know what? I I think I can. I no, can go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I got it. I'm already in it. I'm already in. All right. So Thursday night football, we have Panthers and Texans. Oh. I'm gonna Ooh. go. Panthers are two and zero. I'm, I'm gonna say Panthers. Yeah, Panthers. Matt. I say I say Panthers too. All right. So all three of us went Panthers right there. Yep. Sunday we'll open up. We'll have uh, Sunday night football that night is uh, Green Bay and the 49ers. The 49ers look really good this year. You're telling me how to hunt it. You're, you're going to Sunday night game after a Monday night game? Yes. Man. All right, sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to go 49ers on that one. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> this, 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 this goes back to our, our Monday night football prediction. You, eh. It, this it matters. No, 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 this pick matters. There's no. There's no. Uh, there's, there's no. There's no. If the Green Bay shows up, that we know. You know, you just got. Okay, look, look, no, no. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if it like this, this game determines that game. So, but yeah. I'll go. I'll go the safe side. Forty ers Safe side. Forty ers What do you got, Matt? Green Bay. Okay. I was really, I was, I was really excited for the Niners this year. Having everybody back, George Kittle, everybody back from that was hurt yep. last year. It's gonna be a real tough test, but I, I feel like if if Green Bay goes zero and two, or even if they go one and one, like if they go zero and two for sure, they're gonna say something to either Jordan loves them come out of the bench. He's a he's a show out, yeah. or 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 Aaron Rodgers is gonna pick up some shit and be like, hey. I need to get my shit together, or I'm gone. I mean, hey, there, one of you gone, but hey. There's one guy on the 49ers I need them to get the ball to more that I think would change the 49ers offense, Debo Samuel. I was about to say, say Debo Samuel. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. I do have a fantasy league. We, we got the Bills in Washington. Uh, I'm going to go underdog on this one. I'm going to take Washington. I can't take Washington because I just don't think they have enough offensively to go and like challenge the Bills. I'm, t- I'm taking the Bills. I mean, the yeah, Bills, I'll take Bills too. The Bills lost to a potato at home, dog. Oh, okay. You have a MVP and Josh Allen and okay, yeah, uh, Stephon Diggs. I mean, uh, you you can't not. I just don't think Washington, like I said, has enough offensively to keep up with the Bills. I, I agree. Um, we'll go go Bears and Browns. Ooh. This is ooh. This is, this is at Cleveland too. So if that plays oh. a role in your at, at Cleveland, I gotta go the Browns. I'm gonna go the Bears. We'll say the Bears. Yeah, I'm going Browns. I can't, I can't, I can't go Bears because no matter what quarterback plays in that game, and like if Justin Fields comes out, he's playing a hostile environment and he's going up against two great DNs. I just can't see it. We'll go. 
Ravens and Lions. I think all three of us are probably going to say the Ravens, so just go ahead and move on to the next one. <laughs> not, really, not really much to discuss there. Yep. Colts and Titans. I'm going to go. Oh. I don't know. I like I like the Titans and I like the Colts, too. But the Colts. Titans are... haven't been good. Didn't they just lose? No, they just no, they won. They, they came back. They yeah. came back. Yeah, they didn't look good, though. Colts no. Did they play? Colts are 0 2 right here. They just played the. They played Seattle. The Titans played Seattle. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah I'll go. I'll go Titans. Um, Colts are 0 2. I, I think I'm, I'm going to go Titans too. Like we said, the Titans haven't looked great, but I, I think the Titans take this. All right. We got Baby Goat, Justin Herbert against Ooh. Patrick Mahomes. Chargers and Chiefs. Who do you got? Ooh. Chiefs by 40. Jeez, wow! Oh my God! <laughs> I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to calm down over there. Um, I like Justin Herbert a lot, like I told Zach the other day, but I don't think I don't think he can do enough against the Chiefs. Yeah. I don't think they have enough offensive power to keep up with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go Chiefs nope. by at least two possessions. Yeah, for sure. We'll do the Saints and Patriots. 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 Mac Jones. Mac Jones just played a great game, man. Yeah, he I don't. I don't, I don't think Jamin Swinson's the deal. I don't think so yeah, either. I, I think Patriots, Patriots do. as well. Yeah, Patriots. That tells you a lot about the Saints that they lose to the Patriots too. All right, we got two zero and two teams looking for their first win in the Giants and the Falcons. Ooh. See, okay. I'm gonna say Falcons. Falcons. This is this is hard for me because I really like Saquon Barkley, even though I don't like the Giants. I I want Saquon to leave New York because they don't have an O line. But Atlanta's defense is historically bad the last couple of years, so I want to say the Giants. Going with the Giants, all right. What do you got, Matt? I got the Falcons. Yeah. We'll do. We got Bengals and Steelers. Ooh. I'm gonna say I don't know. Joe Burrow looked really good. Yeah, the Bengals just had a great game. They didn't. They didn't. They lost to the Bears, didn't they? They, yeah. they didn't end up winning, but they did come back. It was a good one. Um, I'm gonna say the Steelers. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Wait, who's home? Steelers. Give me the Steelers just because they're at home. Bengals take it at home. They're when they play. All right, we'll do Jacksonville and Arizona. Arizona. (laughs) Arizona about fifty. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, we got the Jets and the Broncos. I think the Jets don't stand a chance if Zach Wilson plays like that again. I'm gonna go with the Broncos. It's going to be the Broncos. Zach Wilson's, Zach Wilson's underperforming on purpose. I don't think he wants to be there. <laughs> he wants to get traded immediately, huh? He does not, he does <laughs> yeah, not want to be there, bro. Broncos. All right, we'll do, we got Dolphins and Raiders. The Raiders? Hey, the Raiders have looked good. I am going Raiders. I'm high on the Raiders train this year. I think they are I'm gonna, good. I'm going to pause you there. Dolphins don't stand a chance. Tua's already out. I, I don't think he's going to play this next game. It's going to be the Raiders by a long shot. You know, you know the Raiders are the, the Chiefs' rival. I, I'm scared of the Raiders this year, but I'm, I'm gonna say the Raiders in this game. But I mean, Derek Carr is looking pretty good. So and Darren Waller, I mean, they're they're a good team. I'll, I'll go with Raiders. This is the one that's gonna make you go ooh too. We got the Buccaneers and the Rams. Ooh. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm gonna. Tom Brady's still playing no. like he's twenty. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm gonna say Rams. I don't think you've seen how Matthew Stafford's played. Matthew Stafford is bald. Out. Um, and considering what considering what Atlanta just did against the Buc- or the Bucks, they are the Bucks. Um, Falcons, excuse me, with a really bad defense, and the Rams have a really good defense. I'm going the Rams by 
Not a blowout, but... It's going to be a close one, but I'm going to say the Rams have the edge. But I think they have the edge by a long shot, but they're not going to win in a blowout. We got the Seahawks and the Vikings. Vikings looking for the first win, yeah? Yeah, they are, yeah. Um, Seahawks. Yeah, it's at it's at Minnesota too. So if that plays a factor in who you I want to say the Seahawks is are already midseason form. You know, choking their leads, turning the ball over. I I I, I don't think the Vikings have enough though. So I'll, I'll take yeah, the Seahawks. It's hard to go against the Seahawks. I'm gonna say the Seahawks as well. In Monday Night Football, we got the Cowboys and the Eagles. Who are we going? For? Oh, <laughs> oh man. I think the Cowboys win this game, and it's not even close. Wow. Yeah, give me the boys. Give me the boys for the, give me America's team for that one. I I don't I don't like you saying it's not going to be close. I think I really like Jalen Hurts. I hate Philly. Philly's the team I hate the most in the league. Um, I like Jalen Hurts though. Devontae Smith's been playing good. I don't think we blow them out, but I do think we win. All right. Well, that wraps up the the NFL predictions. Um. Kind of already too deep for any of that. So what are we gonna do? Well, you guys, we, we, you, wanna, you wanna wrap it up? Oh, I thought we were gonna do the. Uh, I thought we were gonna do the college football games. Like, well, uh, I don't oh, know oh. if you guys were done yet, or you wanted to keep going. I mean, I'm down to keep going if you guys are. I can keep going for a little bit. Just do the just do the big games. We'll do, we'll do big yeah, games. Big games. I'll, I'll pull yeah. up the big games here real quick. Hold on. I can do it if you want. I'm already. I'm already. Oh, about all right. That one. I know oh, our big yeah, one good. is. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. 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 So the first big one is Notre Dame and Wisconsin. That's a top twenty-five game. Both of them are ranked twelve and eighteen. I'll give you all the details. ESPN, the power or the Football Power Index has Wisconsin winning or has Wisconsin with a fifty-four percent chance to win this game. The spread is Notre Dame by five. Um, I ooh, I'm giving. I'm taking Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm taking. Yeah, I'm taking Wisconsin because they're at home. Wisconsin Stadium. Oh, that place rocks, man. I'm, I'm also gonna go with Wisconsin. I think that's a. I think that's gonna be a big win for Wisconsin. It's gonna move them up. And oh yeah, for sure. Wisconsin three and zero. Wisconsin's one and one though. So number twelve versus number eighteen. If that tells you anything, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I don't know anything about the two teams. But I know Wisconsin's at home, so I got Wisconsin. It's me and Caleb. We sit here every Saturday and watch college football all day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's college, college, college football is my me, place, tell man. Tell me that that next game coming up though, the SEC game. Oh, it's, I'm on it right now. Uh, yep, yep. A and M in Arkansas, which oh Arkansas wow, I'm not looking. Of, I'm not looking. I'm not even looking at that game right now. Arkansas Ooh. is kind of an out of the nowhere team. They just came out of nowhere, got ranked three zero. But right. they are predicted to lose this game at home. They're at Arkansas, fifty-seven percent for the A&M Aggies, and then the spread. It's a big game. Spread has Arkansas by five, though. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm taking Arkansas. They, they okay. look really good. I'm gonna say this. Um, A&M's a tough team because A&M, when they play actual actual good team, they kind of they kind of blow it. Arkansas is riding a lot of uh, a lot of momentum right now. Um, but I don't think Arkansas is going to be able to keep it up because I don't think they have the talent A&M has. I think Arkansas had a great season so far, but I think they're going to be a little too riding on that momentum. I think A&M takes it. All right. 
And this one, this one, one of these teams aren't ranked, but I do think this is a. Oh my bad, oh, my bad. Oh my god, I can't. Yeah, you didn't make your pick. You didn't make Ooh, your pick, yeah, Aaron. I, I didn't make a pick. I'm gonna go with the the Aggies. I think the Aggies get this one out on the road. Tough environment, but I think they pull it out. Mm-hmm. They they struggled at Colorado, but I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Um, this game's not a not a really a top twenty five game, but it's a big game kind of for the SEC East. Anyways, we have Tennessee going to Florida. I think, uh, my opinion, <laughs> Tennessee doesn't stand a chance in this game, but I'd, yeah, I'd, no. love, I'd love to see him pull it out, you know. But yeah, I don't think they stand. Be big. I think Florida wins huge. Yeah, Florida wins by a long shot. I'd love to see Tennessee win that one for once, but Florida by a long shot. Your prediction, Matt? Same. And Florida, uh, the way they looked against Bama, I don't think Tennessee has a shot. I would love to, you know. Florida losing, that just makes us even higher in the East, but I think Florida by a big time. All right. Well, uh, Got all the games? Yeah, there's no other top 25 games. I mean, we could talk SEC. Well, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you a game. LSU, Mississippi State. Where's that at? Mississippi State. It's at Mississippi State, yeah. yeah Mississippi if I say it, the last team I say is going to be the home team. Uh, Mississippi State wins that game. Uh, those stupid-ass Cowbills. I would like to say that, but it is a noon game. Those Cowbills are... I think those Cowbills come out better at night. I'm going to take LSU. LSU's got a, LSU's got a rebound. Um, There was a game I saw that I wanted to ask y'all. It wasn't just that. Louisville, Florida State. Ooh, <laughs> They're both garbage. Oh my god! <laughs> I was not gonna say that, but all right. Do we throw shade at our rivals on this podcast? Is that what we do? Yeah. yeah Until no, we okay. get a as, long, as long as as long as long as our fan, as long as our uh, other guy doesn't join. Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, no, fuck Louisville. I hate Louisville. Louisville is the worst team in college football, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Whoa! <laughs> I think I, I think they them. beat Florida State, but Where is I don't want them to. It's at Florida State. It's yeah, at Florida. Florida State's zero and three, aren't they? The last, yes, the last team I say is the home team. And Florida State hasn't been zero and three in forever, and they're nineteen seventy six, I think. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty bad. Florida State. Yeah, I mean, the, you want to call them bad? Louisville is not great. Hold on. Either. You know. All right, I'm yeah, gonna make they, my pick off of this. Florida State almost beat Notre Dame. Yeah, they've struggled the last two games. I think that's demoralizing. That they, I think that's what's going on. I think they fix it, and I think they beat Louisville think, by an edge. I think, I think Florida State pulls this game out too. I, I hope so. Win. I think they, I think they win at home in this game. Do, do, do. Kansas oh, State is actually number. Kansas State's number twenty-five. They play on the road to Oklahoma State. I don't know much about Oklahoma State. I, did see that I, re- ranked. I don't know much about Oklahoma State either. I don't know much Kansas about State's Kansas State's the one ranked. State. Kansas State? Yeah, Kansas, Kansas State is Kansas the one that's ranked. State. Okay, yeah. I don't know much about Kansas State either. But, uh, I... It's a it's a night game. Oklahoma State, as a as a college football fan, every time I see Oklahoma State win a, a, like a game that they probably shouldn't win, it's always at night. I like Oklahoma State. I like, I like Oklahoma State in that matchup, too. Yeah. Oklahoma. Are you not paying attention, bud? No, I am. Okay. Um, and then I got another one. 
North Carolina's ranked 21. They're going on the road against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech only lost by six to Clemson. We we have opinions on Clemson, yeah. North Carolina or Georgia Tech? North Carolina. Uh, I'm going Georgia Tech. I'm going Georgia Tech, too. I mean, yeah, Clemson doesn't look great this year. I think Georgia Tech edges that one out. I like North Carolina's quarterback, but North Carolina hasn't played to their expectations. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there if we get any any viewers in this episode for next time we come on. You can tweet at me, Zach Thomas 100 if you have any questions, and we will answer them on podcast if you have any. And uh, I'm sure Caleb will also accept you to tweet at him. His was earlier in the podcast, but you can say it again if you'd like. Uh, my or my Twitter, excuse me, is T H E C L E B I A N. And uh, Matt also shouted out his Instagram. That's Matt underscore Miller two thousand one. DM him if you have any questions. Yeah, blow his DMs up. Please, <laughs> please make 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 him wake up in the middle of the night, please. We'll do uh, again. We are Kentucky Sports Deck. That's Kentucky Sports Deck. And uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Later, boys.